I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get It Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke, and in this episode, I sit down with our good friend, Anna, and we discuss psychology from a certain standpoint. You can follow Anna at her Instagram at annas.roses. I would like to give a content warning for any strong language used in this episode, and hope you have a nice day, and enjoy the show. And the first question I ask is, what would your origin story be? So, what would my origin story be? Oh, God. Um, it would definitely be one of those, like, do you know the YouTube videos where people draw on the expo board and with the voiceover? Draw My Life. Yeah, the Draw My Life. So, I would do that because then you have, like, the voiceover to explain the pictures. And I'm not, like, like Van Gogh, but, like, I could, like, just about draw. So, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It will start from like birth or it will start from like elementary right now. Oh God. Where would it start? Um I guess it would start from childhood. Because like I'm very I'm very much like a contextual person, so like where did everything begin? Mm-hmm. So I would assume childhood to now. Mm-hmm. And then continue on to the best. I would continue on to this point, because this is as far as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And to continue, you're a psychology major, right? Yep. Why? (laughs) So going into college, I had no idea what major I wanted to do. I was like, okay, so I very much like people. Mm-hmm. Not always like to hang out with them, but I, I like studying people. I like observing. I like understanding a lot. And the only real major that does that is psychology because you're understanding behavior as much as possible um, and trying to help people with it. And it all depends on the person, right? Because psychology is so broad that it could really be taken anywhere. But for me, in a sense, I I just want to use it to help people and have them, quote unquote, understand more. So why not human resources or something like that? So human resources, when it gets to the nitty gritty of stuff, Mm -hmm. human resources is very much like they kind of are not always talking to people and it's kind of like it's mixing human with finance and I'm not very much into the finance perspective of things I'm very much like project management goal oriented working with people per se and then human resources is like it kind of is project management but not really it's more so like okay like what can we do for the person financially that this company can give right stuff like that Mm mm-hmm so, what do you plan to do in psychology? Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so, I am considering management. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun to do. And once you're in it, at first you don't know what you're doing. But that's the best part about management is that there's always leeway to change. And I'm very much like that. I'm very into transforming into like what you're supposed to be and learning through life. And not everything's going to come as soon as it happens. So, it takes time to do things. So, I think management is like the best one for me. Mm-hmm. And then, do you so do you use psychology other parts of your life besides like working school, or like the people aspect of it? Yeah, I mean, so when you learn about psychology, right, you learn not always how to help people because I feel like if you learn psychology that doesn't qualify you to help people per se like you should like go through every single thing to be a therapist right but I still like 
doing what I can to help my friends with their problems. And as much as like the whole meme of study your notes when you're upset, like, yeah, I mean, I know that, but that's not the point of it. The point of it is trying to like work with people and like, see like, okay, like not everything is face value. There's always the genetics. There's always the history, the context, the background. There's always so much more than the physical because everything exists not in one tunnel there's multiple tunnels because we all see out of different things so that's why i like psych because it makes you realize that type of stuff so you, do you still like a change in your, how you view like active on the psychology <laughs> yeah completely um i wasn't so open for a long time and what psychology has taught me is to do that and also to understand where people come from. Mm-hmm. Well, one, you don't always understand where they're coming yeah. from. But what I'm trying to say is it's more so just like there's always more to things. There's always more than just your perception. There's their story, their truth, your story, your truth. All these different things combined. It's not just one but that's what the studying has taught me, especially when you're in abnormal psychology and you learn about all the different disorders. Some of them are genetic. Some of them just happen. Some trauma just happens where other things show. You can't track all of these when they happen, but you could just work with the person that has it per se. So that's just like one thing that psychology has taught me. Yeah. Nice. So if not psychology, what would you be your second choice? Corpcom. It would definitely be corporate communications. Because, I mean, it's basically kind of the same thing where you're just learning how to communicate with people in a corporate setting, which psychology can be used as well. It just depends where you want to use it. Psychology, you can either go clinical or you can go applied. all depends. Mm-hmm. As a second major, did you have trouble like finding internships and stuff like that to help you get more experience? Or was it more like you found jobs that unique skills that you have with psychology it very much depends on the person so for me um i've only really worked after college (laughs) yeah since since existing um and what i realized with psychology is that it, I mean, with anything, really, it's very much how you take things, right? So what did you learn and how are you applying it? Psychology is the same thing. Literally, what did you learn about people and how are you applying it to people? So uh, luckily enough, I've been able to be in leadership roles. So I understand like both aspects of just being like an associate versus like getting that leadership position. What are the differences? What are the different perspectives? What can people interpret this way versus the other? What are different ways to communicate? Yeah. So I think being in those roles and being open to it, like I've definitely learned a lot with the help of psychology. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely taught me way, way, way more. And like, for example, like when it comes to leadership roles, right? You know, a lot of people think, oh, you should just be one type of leader. No, (laughs) there's not one type of person. So what makes you think you should be one type of leader? Yeah, there's different ways of leadership and you should use all the different ways. Obviously, there's really bad and you shouldn't be a bad leader, but there's different ways of being good. 
And that's what should be accepted is that there's different methods and it depends on the situation that you should use the different methods and pull from it. Not necessarily just stay in your zone because you don't learn in your zone. You got to branch out. Just like really adaptable. Yeah, it's like adaptability. Um, what else is there? It's like learning discipline. So when it, when should something be more disciplined and like, like this has to be done now versus like, okay, like I understand your circumstance, but we're going to work with it. Like Mm -hmm. it all just depends, but that's what psychology preps you to do. It preps you to understand where people come from. Quote unquote, because you can't always understand, but if you can get some context, that's what helps. Yeah, I've been a bunch of these roles, but a lot of time I have trouble with like dealing with different people and different things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. These psychology can help me like just understand like where it's coming from, so I don't have to like spend the brain power trying to figure out why it's happening. Yeah, and then I can just figure out the solution. Yeah, and you know, there's so many different angles to psychology, right? So let's say you said something that you weren't intending to offend me on. But I got offended and I said something aggressive. What is that saying? On both ends, it's saying you didn't understand the context. Yeah. On my end, it's saying I'm projecting how I feel onto you and I'm projecting how to make you feel bad because you made me feel bad. So that's what I feel like when it comes to behavior, a lot of people do not look at the other side because there's always the other side to it, right? Like, Yes, a person could just project what's wrong, what prompted it, what might have not prompted it, what happened, what didn't happen. You, so many different lenses that they people have to be more open about that they're not doing. <laughs> and that's why I feel like a lot of people are afraid of psychology and they don't understand it because it's it's so much bigger than people think it is. It's freaking human life. Obviously, human life is not easy, but you have to open your eyes to it or at least try to open your mind to it if you want to. Not saying you have to, but if you would like to, it's fun to do, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Please, I just lost my question. No other questions. So, I guess, well, psychology, people are saying to you, so what is like more understanding people or interacting with people? Oh, it's both. Both? Yeah. Um, Again, understanding, that's a a big word right there, right? Because you can only understand so much as I tell you. For therapy, let's say. When it comes to therapy, people speak about what's currently bothering them, but that doesn't mean they always give context. That doesn't mean they always explain the full relationship to the person. And even then, the full relationship is one side. Yeah. The way that I'm communicating how I'm upset, that varies on the person you know but at least i feel like with psychology you just you learn a lot about like okay like what is the person just telling me and what that might mean you know and then in turn when you learn about management leadership and all that what can i tell those people what can i communicate to get them to understand what can i communicate to make them the a liaison or something like that Mm-hmm. So when you use leadership type roles, do you ever feel nervous or anything? Do you ever second guess yourself for like, yeah, how am I going to make a decision? 100%. I mean, when you make the quote unquote right decision, is it really the right decision? It's up to the person. Up to the, it's up to the results. It's up to the person. Yeah, it kind of, it is up to the results. I agree. But 
the right decision is your perception on the right decision. You know, people always behave in the way they want to, no matter what. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It, it depends on the person. And that's the big thing with psychology is it depends. I learned that in um, personality. My professor was like, it depends. Because you learn about all the different theories that these psychologists made. And they're all valid because they made them. But it depends. That's just how you have to approach people. It depends. Because <laughs> all circumstances give you different things, and you just like, uh, yeah. It just it depends some... on the way you have to approach it. Leadership, management, people. It depends. Do you think somebody can learn some of the skills by just interacting with people, or they have to go to a school for? Them? No, you you have to go to school for it because as much as you can interact with people, that doesn't mean that that's all people. At least with psychology, it tries to get to all people. Obviously, it doesn't, but it it does its best to. But you can't approach all people the same, and you shouldn't. Because as much as psychology looks into the science, it doesn't look into society. It doesn't look into culture. And that's the point of sociology, anthropology. It looks into the past. It looks into trends and all that. Versus psychology, which is literally the study of mind and behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, I was going to say psychology. No, should do that. You should take. It's worth it. You took intro? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I took it technically twice. Took it in high school. I took it here. Nice. I think if you see how people interact with, like, why, go to, like, because sometimes you just can't understand. You just you don't have all the details, and then yeah, a hundred percent. And the thing is, too, everybody handles their shit their own way. Yeah. So, as much as psychologists can theorize different methods of people expressing anger and all that, nothing's concrete. We're not even concrete, let alone behavior, the mind, and all that. But. It depends. More story psychology? It depends. It depends, yes. Correlation does not equal causation. That is tattooed into your brain as soon as you're a psych major, and it makes more sense when you study it. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Name episode. It depends. It depends. Yeah. So, do you plan on your um, just a master's or are you going to get your doctorate? <sighs> So I'm in big debate about that because for me with school, I love to learn. I don't like to be judged by how I learn in a certain time because I feel like with school, you're very much pressured to learn in X amount of months, especially for college, like with the semesters and all that. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't work for me personally. Yeah. So master's doctorate, I don't know. I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no. I don't know. But that's fine with me. So I definitely say no. Yeah. First one year, I was like, let me get my doctorate. But then I was like, after well, because years. when you're a freshman, like you don't really understand college necessarily, yeah. right? You don't, you don't really know what, how much it takes out of you to get a doctorate or even just to get your bachelor's like, or even an associates too. Right. I mean, no matter what school is hard for some people and school is easy, that's okay. Like we have to acknowledge both on the spectrum, right? We have to acknowledge school is going to be hard and not everyone is made for college. We have to acknowledge school is really easy and these type of people can just get through it, not feel any emotional depth to it. They don't care, whatever. 
hard. They can just about survive. They start to distrust themselves. They start to break down. Not okay, but you have to address it in order to help the person out. So the both of them are fine, but mm-hmm. it's having that openness to understanding, yes, these both do exist and we need to stop ignoring the hard. Not everything is freaking easy for everyone. Yeah, we all have our... We all have our shit. Yeah, That's have... really it. We all have our shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. We all have our stats and some stats are yeah. higher. Yeah, others. exactly. So go, go school game. Let's go. Yeah. So what do you do for fun besides learning psychology? Uh-huh. Um, what do I do for fun? Well, for me, I like to discover a lot of new things. So I really love to read. I do. And I don't feel the pressure to have to read something I like to read. Um, I want to get back into painting really, really bad. It'll probably happen after college ends. <laughs> I'll have the time and <laughs> mental stability to do it. Uh, what else do I do? I really, really like to go to concerts and art museums and all any type of display of art that I could get to, I, I like going to just because it's there and like, you know, you should appreciate it. Uh, what else do I like to do? I don't know. I, I mean, I like hanging out with my friends when I have the mental capability to do it. Um, what else? I like trying new foods. Mm-hmm. Bubble tea is really nice. Well, like exploration and expression seems like your things. Yeah, creative expression. Yeah. So when it comes to reading, I'm personally the like reading. Mm-hmm. What do you like reading? Do you like visualize what you're reading, or? I really like to read nonfiction autobiographies. I like to read memoirs a lot. I like to read what's real because I like perspective, which also reinforced why I did psychology. Was like. I can actually handle hearing people's stories and I really, really, really enjoy hearing people's perspective. Not because of like, Oh, I'm curious. Like, no, it's like, this was your story. So what is it? Tell me about it. Which also a lot of my friends say like, Oh, like you should be a therapist. I'm like, I would do it if it's not so expensive to do. And it's not so timely to do because it takes about eight to 12 years to do it. And that's just the schooling, though. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. I'll listen to your problems, but don't, don't pay me for that. Please, please don't. Um, I mean, I, I, I really wish I could do therapy. I really, really do. But it's, it's too much out of me that I can't give. And I have to decide that now versus later on where it's like, all right, I'm in a doctor program, but I still have to do all this shit. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. But when it comes to the reading stuff, like I, I really enjoy hearing and like listening to different perspectives. And I tend to really go for the harsh perspectives too. I don't know why, but it's like, I love hearing about Holocaust stories. Um, what else has been a great book of mine? Like The Kite Runner. I loved reading that just because it was like telling a perspective of something very like brutal and hearing it out. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, nice. And then because of painting, what do you like to paint? Do you... you know, it very much depends on the mood. Uh, for me, sometimes it's very much like I stick to certain colors and then like I try to com- 
combine them and see like what it comes out to not like like in a circle but like you know it's like how can i represent the way i'm feeling red and blue and purple and put that all together right and then i like doing different interpretations so it's like one thing i did a few years ago was a logo of a band that i liked so i did like the symbol and then i did like a splatter paint to it that was my homage to them so you know it like it really depends on the mood i'm in what colors i want to use what type of medium i want to use do i want to use like a small canvas do i want to use a big one depends on the mood mm-hmm. yeah. we have so much in common actually we used to like drawing all that stuff nice i mean it gets hard when you get older you know because yeah. it's like when you have to deal with school and stuff it's not easy to pick up into your interests anymore but make time for what you can that's what matters yep and go back to the cards you do feel like people have a negative like connotation towards it because they're afraid of what they might find out or like deep secrets so it could be that um i feel like when i was starting the major a lot of people didn't believe in it so what I mean by that is essentially when people would hear me say, oh, you're a psychology major, they're kind of like, oh, like, what do you mean? Like, wh- what is that? They don't believe in it, right? And I'm like, it is everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and a lot of people are concerned about the jobs you can get with it. But also, if you work with people, you can have a psychology degree because you learn how people behave. Yeah, that's like, it's not to marketing, which is like how people... Yeah, like, it could even be used in marketing, right? Like, how can... What about these colors appeal to you? What about the way that this is positioned appeals to your eye? Marketing, too, with the sexual stuff, unfortunately, but, like, it appeases to people's eye. That's why they produce people to be sexual. Like, it's just, that's the part of it. That's the psychology part of it. It all depends on the person and how they want to, you know, utilize it. But uh, it's interesting, too, when you take abnormal psychology, the first thing you're usually told is you can't apply this to yourself because you learn about all the different disorders and different drugs that might affect people and all the different bad stuff that can happen. And the thing is, when you learn about the different disorders, you also don't want to analyze people to assume that they have something because you don't know, you know, especially at an undergraduate level, like you're not a therapist that literally has to do rounds to see like, Oh, these type of people exist and all that. No, you take abnormal, you just study the theories and then you see what happens. If you can relate to it, however, that's where you need to take that step and say, okay, who can I go out to for a resource? Right. Because, you know, you might have some cognitive understanding of it, but you also don't know at an undergraduate level. So I think that's why people are very, are like low key sensitive to taking psychology is like, oh my God, what is this veil that I have to un- like unrelease, undo, you know, all that type of stuff. Yep. What's the difference between psychology and abnormal psychology? So, okay. um, Abnormal psychology is aimed towards, like, the disorders and anything that people can get, like, diagnosed with. So psychology Mm -hmm. is the study of 
mind and behavior. Abnormal is a branch. That's a subscript. Yeah, it's 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 part of it. Like abnormal is specifically towards the disorders and um, the way that different drugs might affect you, and it goes towards this book called the DS DSMV five i believe it's some it's the the guideline to like clinical psychology like when it comes to excuse me disorders and all that type of stuff so it's not abnormal psychology is not all of psychology it's just something that you could take yeah mm-hmm. back to this question five and then in 10 years what do you see yourself i don't know and I'm excited for the I don't know um, because I'm very much like, okay, like this is going to happen, whatever happens, happens type. But I do really like management right now. So what I'll say in the next 10 months <laughs> is something towards management. 10 years is too, too far ahead for me to think about right now. I don't know. I'm very, I get very hesitant to think that far ahead because I'm someone that likes to like say like what I'm going to do. So 10 years is like too long and too much trauma can happen. And like, Oh my God. So we're just not going to say 10 years. We'll say 10 months, 10 months. <laughs> 10 months yeah. And do you think for psychology, every, um, like every culture has a different take on it or? Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's the toughie with psychology is because cultures are not always accepting of it. And I can't speak for other cultures that I am not part of. However, from what I have studied, it's not always something that is approached with care. It is not something that is always approached in families spoken about it's always it can be something that is discouraged left under the rug don't act like that men don't cry whatever it depends and that's the tough part but that is also why a lot of women of color or people of color i'm sorry people of color are very much encouraged to become therapists is because they literally can speak on those cultures and they could literally give that perspective to someone that's similar to them and be like, okay, this is where you're coming from. I can't give you advice on where you're coming from. However, I could give you perspective mm-hmm. and it makes sense. I mean, hello, that's a valuable opportunity to do it. If you could help more people, you might as well. Yeah. So yeah. And then for the future psychology, is it more, more, more things will be unveiled or be more like? Well, I think the next step in psychology is definitely understanding the role of technology. Mm-hmm. Because what I've been thinking about is how social media can very, very much harm people. And yes, there are studies going on about that, but. I don't know. That's that's definitely where psychology is going to be turning because it's like with this societal pressures in America, at least to be like Instagram famous and all that type of stuff. What is that doing to the mentality of the individual? So, for example, like what is it doing to musicians to always have to post? Mm -hmm. What does that do to them? Why do we have some people that don't post that much? What does that say mentally? That's definitely where I see things expanding. Um, 
and yeah, that's that's really it. That's where like a lot of research hasn't happened yet because again, it's social media cool. is happening right now, and it's very very hard to see progression when it's all just like happening right now. Yeah. Like yeah. Instagram taking away the like, reviewing likes, all that stuff. What does that mean? And also, psychology is not that old either. Like, the study of psychology was probably late 1700s, early 1800s. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not regarded as that old because it just hasn't been focused on for that long. And that's where technology affecting how people speak and or not speak, sorry, technology affecting the way that people interact and mentally and what does that do? That's all now. I also feel like um, as a society, we had these problems before, but technology is making it, expediting it, making it more prevalent. Yes or no. I feel like with technology, it depends on the person. So like Mm -hmm. if they have to constantly, I don't know, post a lot, does it mean that they have narcissistic tendencies? Depends. If someone is not posting a lot, does that mean that they have self-deprecating issues? If someone doesn't participate in social media, what does that mean? You you hear people going on social media breaks. What are you breaking from? Are you breaking from the fact that you are addicted to seeing how other people are doing? Are you breaking from not wanting enough people to see how you're doing? What does this all mean for behavior? That's what psychology goes back to. What is this doing to you that is harming you and distressing you from carrying on life? Yep. Social media technology. You always wonder how, once we get to the point to technology where everything's automated, what are we going to do after that? I don't think it's going to hit that point. I don't. Because there's... There's too many people for everything to turn technology. It's not like technology is going to be in to replace people. Mm-hmm. Technology is only building a bridge to communication and representation. So I don't think it's going to overtake us. Because right, that's a lot. So no justice? No, I don't think so. I just think that technology can harm you if you don't know how to work with it and that's people's biggest problems but it also has to do with the marketing that exists of saying oh you have to post this amount of times to get this amount of attention on you okay what's happening in real time that you're not receiving that attention from the certain people that you want to receive it from where did these issues start that you needed these reinforcement from it all depends on perspective and of course what i'm saying isn't always 100 percent right it's just my perspective mm-hmm. it depends on what you listen to yep so no automation no justice will be the same so with communication, you too much communication. Right now, we're in too much communication. We have too much access to everybody. Over. Well, do you control how much access you have to people? No. You don't think so? So you have to. We if you only the thing if you're able to shut yourself off, but then you have to. You kind of forced to interact with people anyway. Are you? If you're going to train, even if you're avoiding somebody, there's a conscious thought to avoid somebody. But that doesn't mean you're interacting with people. 
that's the problem is people are not understanding what control they have over. I mean, of course you don't have control over everything that's known, that's universally known, whatever. But if you give technology your total control, that's where you lose. But people have to utilize it for their work. But what boundaries do you have? It depends. And I know I'm saying it depends to everything, but that's really how psychology works. It's like, it's so incredibly situational that it gives enough attention to what is going on to each person that studies it, to each person that wants to help people, to each person that wants to continue to make it worth something. What do you think? Um, do you think at the peak of technology affecting this, or do you think it's just beginning? Affecting us? Like, in a negative way, or... You already know my answer is going to be it depends because everybody takes technology different. Like, you know, for someone that doesn't post a lot and only posts once a year, does it affect them the same as someone that posts every day? It can. It just depends on the person. And I I know it depends isn't a solid answer, but when you look into a psychology lens, it is because everything is so freaking situational. I feel like, um, like people in Bronco, like the generation before us, they made the they made a decision for technology for us, and we're now trying to figure out how to like interact with it. So like Facebook, they made for we who's like had a decision to like say yes to it. It was already becoming a big thing, and now everybody's like, okay, we went too far. Now we don't know where to do next. What to do next? See, even that's so tricky because like, what is too far? what what's what's okay to do mm-hmm. I don't know mm. if only we had the answers well I mean what would the answers do then you say point is the right direction but then what's the right direction because even that could be subjective yep Psychology seems fun. Psychology is so much fun, and people look over it too much. (laughs) It's just, it's so fascinating to study. And if you let it, it can open you up. Again, like I mentioned earlier, like it, it very much depends on the person. And like, what do they want out of psychology? Do they want to use it for deception like Ted Bundy? Do they want to use it to help other people like therapists? It depends on the person. Hmm. English. English. Yep. Wanted to do English to learn how to read and write somewhat well. (laughs) Doesn't mean that's always true, but you know what? English is very much dependent on the person that grades your paper. So it's like, eh, I write okay. (laughs) Yeah. And that is more like more of a tool for you to use. Hundred percent. That that was something that I I actively decided to do because I knew I needed help with it. So I'm like, well, let me just pick up a minor. It's going to challenge me. So you only learn in challenges, or at least I do. I'll say that I learn in challenges. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just do the minor. Yep. Nice. And then I guess we're talking about culture. Oh God. So what about culture? What about culture? What does it mean to you? 
what is culture? Culture, I feel like, is a combination of trends and patterns and the good and the bad and the people and the significances that exist, you know? It's very different for everyone. And also, there's so many cultures that they even made a study for it, which is essentially sociology, because it goes back to context. It goes back to it depends. There's so many different varieties and differences of people. That's what culture really highlights. American, European, Italian, Polish differences. It's culture. So what do you say your culture is? What is my culture? Oh God. Um <sighs> I would say I have a very observant culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to observe, not to gain information, but something I've always been doing. Like, I just, I, I know how to observe things. Um, it was never taught to me per se. I mean, like if I had to observe something for class, like I would observe it. Right. But naturally I just observe everyone. And again, it's not for the recognition type of observations. It's more so just like, okay, like, what is this thing? What does it do? What color is it? Why is it that color? Why is that stand right there versus over there? What is it? This and that and that and this constantly all the time. Um, and also I have a very creative culture too. I have such a deep appreciation for art because art is perspective. So, of course, being in this office, you're in the office of an artist. So you learn about the different perspectives that these might these albums might have on this person, right? You know, what is it about maybe the album art that reached this person? What is it about the sound that this album had? What is it the feeling that it might have evoked? All that type of stuff. So that's what my culture is, I guess. I don't know. That that's a big question in that. <laughs> Code, the study of culture. Yeah. I always wonder what my culture would be because I'm American, but like I see my friends in like different cultures or terms of like different regions of the world. And also, what do you define it? Is it based on where you come from? Is it based on what you do? Depends. Name episode? Depends. It depends. It depends. Yeah, that, that sounds about a, a good episode name for this one. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And um, well, that's when in psychology. Do you have like? I have a friend who studies psychology and also did a minor in math. Okay. See, like that's more like a analytical version of psychology compared to yours, more like understanding. Yeah, I mean, what the math can do is help this person in research mm-hmm. because they have to. I mean, whatever you say has to be backed up by freaking something, at least yeah. in the eyes of academia. Which is, I mean, I get that, whatever. But the math will help them in the research and not always conducting research, but understanding what is research say. So that's actually like a good combination to have. I was surprised when I first heard that I was like, Oh, that's really good if they want to do research. So they should look into research. That, that sounds really, really good for them. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I guess we'll go to the last segment where you can name your story. 
Oh God. Oh God. I don't even know. I would. I would just put my name. Anna. Well, my full name. I would put my full name. Yeah, because it's just it's my story. No one else's. And even then, like I, I actively choose not to have role models. I, I do draw influence from people, but no role models because no one has lived my life specifically. But I, I actively make that choice. It's hard, you know. You're only given so many tools. You have to f- construct the box yourself. So I'm constructing my own freaking box with no role models. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks. It's cool. Promotions, anything you want to say? No. I mean, you can follow my Instagram if you want. I don't really post there. <laughs> I like. I, I just post what I find pretty. So, like, I literally have two posts on there for a reason. It's because those are pretty to me. That's it. I mean, will I post in the future? All right. It depends. But it's just like, whatever. So it's um, Anna's dot roses because it's my Anna. Anna Rose is like my first middle name. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, let me put a kick to it. Anna's roses, whatever. Yeah. So that's it. That brings another episode of Let's Get Our Podcast to a close. Again, you can follow Anna at her Instagram at Anna's dot roses. And for next week's episode, returning from the first episode, Tia comes back and we talk more in depth about anime, traveling, and many more. Hope you have a nice day and hope to see you there.